This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, 16 pedestrian deaths so far this year in Toronto, and the vast majority of those victims are Zoomers. Yet, instead of making the changes needed to get that number to zero, as other cities are doing, Toronto Mayor John Tory's plan to increase road safety has the target of decreasing deaths by 20% over a decade. That means spending millions of dollars to hopefully save just three out of those 16 people every six months. Why isn't the target zero and what would it take? So now let's go to Maureen Coyle from Walk Toronto's Steering Committee. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you very much, Libby. It's my pleasure to be here, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have this conversation. Well, well, thank you. So uh, what do we need to do, and uh, what do you think of the mayor's plan as it stands now? Well, I think the, the mayor has uh, recently announced that he is willing to uh, revisit that 20% and adjust that to uh, a, a vision like we're seeing elsewhere in the across the world of zero fatalities and serious injury on our roads um the unfortunate part is that the plan isn't there really to support that that uh that objective well exactly uh what type of a plan do we need and what type of dollars do we need for that plan well that's not my field of expertise libby so i'm not really prepared to comment on the dollars in any in any concrete amount but i can tell you that uh, the spending uh, the, the, the costs of uh, a pedestrian death or a cyclist death or a death of anybody on the roads in the city um, has, a, has a, uh, an ascribed value. And economists usually peg uh, road-related deaths at about uh, 2% of the GDP, which is a rather significant figure uh, in Toronto. Um, so to, to calculate how much it costs us already to do nothing is pretty substantial. Well, even for this, uh, this smaller target, mm. uh, we, we were going to spend uh, an extra $40 million over five years. But what would you like to see happen? I would like to see infrastructure change. I think, I think we cannot look forward to any significant decrease in, in road-related deaths unless we see a change in, in our infrastructure. And that's not just coming off the top of my head. That's coming based on, on uh, plans that have already been enforced in, in, in other jurisdictions across North America, across Europe, across Africa, and in Asia. This, okay. is, not, this is not a fabricated proposal. This is, this is based on, on design choices uh, that augment the roadscape in order to keep people safe. Okay, uh, give us some examples, please. I can give you some examples of separating the, the uh, areas for cyclists. I can give you a separated uh, an example of uh, improved uh, pedestrian areas, wider pedestrian areas, less clutter, less signage, uh, less 
um, distraction around the, lo- the road level. Um, those are all things that that are significant in, in decreasing the amount of uh, the numbers of road deaths. Uh, what about a uh, fairly simple thing, increasing the time that you're allowed to cross the road? I, I have to say, just yeah. the other day, uh, where was it? I think it was at, at College and Ossington or Dovercourt, and there was a, a man trying to cross, and he really he could barely, mm-hmm. barely walk. And it was terrifying to see that that he had progressed maybe two or three steps in the green light and then it changed and I'm thinking oh oh my goodness I mean it was just terrifying it is, and then that produces an anxiety in the person crossing, and in addition to the observer of that, uh, yeah, those uh, those countdowns, and especially on the short uh, the short duration of the provided to get across, is is a significant issue, and particularly when we're talking about about older populations, which is in fact how I got into this kind of advocacy work is because of my work as a social gerontologist, just looking at the built environment and, and how we can look forward to what is, what is presented through you know, the academic and, and the theoretical work about the need to uh, keep people in place longer, have people living in their homes longer uh, in order for people to have, to realize fulfilling lives to the end of their lifespan. And we can't do that with the built environment the way it is now. We need the kind of changes to support that. Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out again. We have uh, time for a few calls. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We are talking about uh, road safety, about the number, the, the... the growing number of pedestrian deaths. Most of those people are Zoomers, are mm-hmm. older people. What we have to do about it. And, you know, uh, Maureen, one of the interesting things that I have uh, is interesting and I guess a little disturbing things that I've been hearing in this debate are a lot of people, there's a lot of victim blaming. There's a lot of, yeah. and, and, you know, as a driver, yes, I see those people with the buds in their ears paying absolutely no attention, crossing against traffic, you know, in the wintertime, wearing dark clothes, and, and it, it annoys the heck out of me. But but I don't think that is, uh, how much of, of a problem is that? How much of a problem comes from the pedestrians themselves? Um, I, I, I'm highly resistant to those kinds of arguments, uh, because I don't think they're very productive. Uh, as you say, it's victim blaming. Um, it doesn't really address the, the key issues here um, the main the main cause of of collisions of vehicles with human beings whether they're on bicycles or on foot is uh, driver aggression and distraction um, one of the things that the vision zero plan which is the plan that was developed out of Sweden it was developed started uh, in 1994 it was passed as an act of parliament through all of Sweden in 1997 uh, one of the the the, uh, the the main thrust of that that whole movement, which has as its goal to reach the vision of having zero collisions, under, understanding that that's an aspirational goal. It's not necessarily a concrete one. But one of the things they, they were very enlightened in their thinking uh, that drove that in, in realizing that, um, that you can't punish people for for human error. You can't always punish people for human error. And sometimes that focus on punishing people, whether it's because they're wearing black or because 
they're they're looking at a cell phone um, is maybe not the way to go about it, but to create the infrastructure around it to limit the damage that's caused by that. So, for example, if if you know that that people opening car doors suddenly and violently cause uh, cause a cyclist death or a pedestrian death and injury, which it does, uh, how about we consider framing our parking areas in ways that we can accommodate that. If that does indeed happen, then somebody's not going to have to lose their life because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, I, I get the argument, but on the other hand, if we say that drivers are responsible for being alert, for not being distracted, if drivers can't text mm-hmm. uh, and, and can't do other things, can't talk on the phone, right. then uh, is it not reasonable to say, well, pedestrians shouldn't do those things either. I mean, I've seen pedestrians crossing the street with their head te- while texting. And, you know, I think that's dangerous, too. Um, that may or may not be dangerous to do. Uh, it's certainly not with the same level of danger, and nor does it come with the same levels of responsibility that it does when you're driving a vehicle. Driving a vehicle is a very complex uh, action. It's a complex set of, of uh, physical and mental responses. And it comes, we have to go through a licensing process for a reason, and it's because of the responsibility that goes in it. If you, if you start saying, okay, if we're going to say drivers cannot text or be on the phone or uh, play loud, whatever it is, whatever the dis- source of the distraction, um, then we have to enforce that equally. The damage, the level of damage and the potential for damage is not the same. If I, if I walk into you, because I'm looking at my phone, uh, that's a problem. But it's something I can apologize to you for. And, and uh, but I'm not going to kill you. Well, I- exactly. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we've got Jerry in Stony Creek. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Nibby. One thing I was saying is you've got to spend a day with a driver in a tractor trailer and see what we have to go through. The ignorance of people at a corner, when you go to turn with a 53-foot trailer, they crowd the corner and they just stand there waiting for the trailer to run them over. And you get some guy going down the road, oh, I want to go into this gas station and get gas, or maybe, oh, I'm going to change my mind, I don't want to. And, or then he changes his mind again and hits his brakes and decides to make the turn, and you've got to slam your brakes on, and the poor person behind you becomes part of your bumper and he's on his way to a hospital. And how many pedestrians, the same thing. They walk out in front of a truck thinking we're going to stop on a dime. There's a lot of ignorance out there. And you talk about distractions. Take a drive along the Gardner from, uh, let's say, from Young Street towards Jamerson. All those electric signs out there, people trying to read the ad as they're changing. My God, you think cell phones are bad? Look at those signs. And, look at the, and watch the drivers going by where their heads are. Their heads are turned looking at the signs. They're not looking at what's in front of them, and all of a sudden, somebody in front of them stops, boom. They have no time to react. So, so you're saying everybody has to be more alert. Am I, uh, am I good at summarizing that? Definitely, especially with trucks, more so than cars, trucks, because we, we have blind spots, we have mirrors all over, but they don't do 100%. There is a margin of error, and I've had three occasions where I've had cars come up, I'm making a a right turn, they squeeze in my inside on the right-hand side, and as I'm going around, I've crunched the cars because they try try to beat me around the corner, 
and consequently they lose. Well, I I think it's good advice for uh, everyone to uh, defer and be aware of a moving body that is much bigger than you are. Um, We're just about out of time. Jerry, thanks for your call. And uh, Maureen, uh, 30 seconds to wrap things up. What would you like to leave us with? I'd like to leave us with uh, a, a resolve that maybe we should be, uh, you know, the, the response to the city's uh, um, survey of, of road safety issues. Uh, it was participants who were over the age of 55 who were the most uh, the high, most highly responsive to that survey. So that indicates that within your readership there is a... Uh, um, um, an interest in road safety issues. Um, I would say think about what's, what's important to you about living in your environment. Think about the kinds of things you would like to see and get in touch with your elected officials and make sure that they understand uh, what your concerns are about public safety in the public realm. Okay, well, that's, that is good advice for everything we want to see happen. Maureen Coyle from Walk Toronto, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.